Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are continuing our journey through the seemingly never-ending Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire <laughs> here on the show. Yeah, you got a... You got some comments about that last night. There's not a lot happening. The book, just seemingly, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I have nothing to say. I can't find the words. You wrote a lot of notes, though. I did write a lot of notes. So Jess was doing this challenge where she's writing like a thousand words a day or something like that. Oh, no, 2,000. Okay. You said uh, you were writing for several hours and you said, I got a thousand words done. I looked down at my notes. I said, I'm at 827. <laughs> I'm not even done with these notes. I'm not even doing a writing challenge. Uh, Jessica also burnt some bacon this morning, so the house is very smoky right the, now. The, the bacon was not burnt. I don't know. It's just the fan above the stove doesn't work very well. Ah. Uh, so it doesn't suck up. A carpenter never blames their tools. I'm not a carpenter, and it's not my tools. You know the bacon was, was great. You know who was a carpenter? Jesus. Jesus? <laughs> I was like, is that where we're going with this? You put up Christmas decorations today. Uh, just the tree. I'm doing it in like installments. I did the outside the other day. Mm-hmm. I did the tree today. And then I will do like the other decorations, the knickknacks, on another day. Because there's too much going on, Daniel. Too much going on. There's a lot going on right now, and what's going on in the book here is the second task. Yeah, see? So many things happening. So before we get into chapter 26, let's recap chapter 25, the egg and the eye. Harry, on Cedric's advice, takes a bath with the egg to figure out the secret to the next task of the Triwizard Tournament. With a peeping myrtle. Moaning Myrtle shows up to watch Harry take a bath. Apparently this is just something she does. Myrtle tells Harry to take the egg underwater since she saw Hedrick. Uh, Hedrick. Hedrick. <laughs> Hed- it's like a, a, uh, a combination Cedric. of uh, Hedwig and Cedric. Oh. <laughs> she sees Cedric do this. Uh, when Harry takes the egg and opens it underwater, it sings to him and tells him that mer people are going to steal something from him and he's going to have to retrieve it underwater. On Harry's way back to Gryffindor Tower, he notices something weird on the Marauder's map. Bartimus crouches on the map inside Snape's office. I thought he was sick. I thought he was too. Harry goes to investigate, but trips on the trick step, drops the egg. The egg starts screaming, and Harry is trapped on the step, still under the invisibility cloak. Filch and Mrs. Norris show up. Snape shows up, and Professor Moody shows up. Filch is sure Peeves is up to something. Snape is sure that Harry is up to something, and Moody is sure that Snape is up to something. (laughs) Goodness! Moody ba- bails Harry out of trouble, references second chances in relation to Snape, and ends up borrowing the Marauder's map from Harry. Mm. How'd you like my recap there? That was lovely. Thank you. Mm, thank you all. Kind of sad about the map, but, you know, how can you say no to the teacher? To, need to hydrate after that. <laughs> glug, 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 glug. <sighs> Chapter 26, Jessica. The second task, the chapter opens up in charms class with Professor Flitwick. The students are practicing the banishing charm. And how would you describe the scene in the classroom while this is happening? Oh, it's perfectly normal, organized education. So not just a chaotic mess of 
stuff flying everywhere, including professors. <laughs> well, okay, maybe a little bit. Uh, Harry is using the chaos in class as a good way to hide his conversation with Ron and Hermione about the egg. But mostly Harry wants to talk about the new information about Mr. Crouch and Snape. And Hermione is more interested in the fact that Harry said he had the egg figured out and really didn't figure it out until last night. <laughs> and really didn't have it figured out. Like, he, he got the clue out of it, but now he still has to figure out what he's going to do. Um, yeah, Hermione's usually got priorities figured out, and she's like... Ooh. Like, I know there's nefarious stuff going on, and I know every year we've been attacked by the Dark Lord. However... We have an exact you you date egg for this, this for this task, and it's coming up fast. Um, yeah, it was. There's a lot going on in this little conversation. She, you know, they want to blame Snape, but she's like, "Okay, guys, we've we've been over this. You always try to blame, blame Snape, and that he's trying to kill Harry." And I like that Ron goes, "Oh, maybe because he's evil." <laughs> She's like, but he was saving his life. So, come on. Credit where credit's due. Probably because he didn't want somebody else to have the pleasure of killing him. <sighs> uh, Harry has the second task coming up, as we said, the namesake, namesake of our chapter, and knows that he will need to be underwater for an extended period of time. An hour. By some magical means. So we start going through some ideas. What were some of the possible ideas that... Oh, that they were going to get the... What do they call it? Aqualung? Yeah, some kind of uh, underwater muggle breathing apparatus. Yeah, so I guess like the scuba suit. Yeah, and they were going to use like... He was going to use like the summoning charm like he did with his broom. Yeah. Hermione's <laughs> like, let me list off the reasons why this won't work. <laughs> why you're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> and they said that there was going to be like... Uh, it, was it you said an aqualung? Is that? I don't think that's what they called it. Hey, I'm thinking there's a song called Aqualung. I remember singing it when we used to do rock bands. It it's a terrible song. <laughs> Why would there be a song called Aqualung? Aqualung. <laughs> huh. I'm sure I'll be playing it underneath as we're talking right now when I do the the edits later on. But well, because everybody's gonna want to know. They uh, they she said that it might be suspicious to see an aqualung just. Zooming uh, through. <laughs> zooming through well, the, the English countryside. I'm sitting there going, well, what's the range on it? And on the Accio charm. And how wouldn't you have to know where it is? Like, it worked on his broom because he knew where his broom was. Yeah, can, you, can I just, like, you can't just Accio randomly a, a deep dish pizza from Chicago Yeah, right now? Yeah, but you don't have to know its exact location. <laughs> this doesn't make sense, guys. A deep dish pepperoni just <laughs> zooming down I-55 to St. Louis. Don't you read? <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of reading in this yes, chapter. Lots uh, of reading. Uh, I like that. Uh, whose idea was it to transfigure himself into a submarine? <laughs> I was like, I don't. Yeah, I think. I think actually Hermione said it. Like, why but, not a fish of some sort? Why but a submarine? I don't think she meant it like literally. Like she was just like, too bad you couldn't like transfigure yourself into a submarine or something. That would be. Useful and I don't know. And Harry's biggest issue is that is that I don't want a big periscope sticking out of my head. <laughs> of course, so weird. You would so, like hit it on things and bump it. It would be very uncomfortable. So the uh, 
the brain trust here getting together with some ideas. We're going to end up in the library, which is where all all places end up seemingly when you're trying to solve some problems, especially at Hogwarts. Yes. And I was a little disappointed. Like, I'm like, there has to be something. Like, they couldn't find anything. Like, I thought it would have been a little bit more believable if they found a couple of things that weren't doable. Well, they did find one that it was uh, like an evaporating charm. Yeah. But they said they that wouldn't be strong enough to do the whole lake. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about that because I want to know how big this lake is. It's really big. Because in my mind, it's not that big. But in the story, it's like they're, you know, like it's like 20,000 leagues under the sea. (laughs) Like a Jules Verne novel. Well, the castle seems to just go on and on and on, too. You know, you've got. That's true. I mean, it's like a underground tar- a chambers situation. and once you get in the lake it's a lot bigger on the inside i thought uh, in the movie it was almost like depicted i mean it was a lake but then it was like almost like a river too like it seemed to go off into the distance forever ooh, those are two different things yeah i know so. they are two different things <laughs> but that's kind of how it was looked in the movie well before we go okay. to the library we get a owl delivery from sirius wanting to know the date of the next Hogsmeade journey. So is Sirius planning on possibly meeting Harry in person? Not just I don't a float, see why else it would ha- he'd want to know. And Harry's like, I don't understand why he'd want to know that. And I'm like, guys. He wants to have his floating head show up in another fireplace. In yeah, somewhere else. It's easier to do if it's somewhere else. Uh, Care of Magical Creatures class with Hagrid, and we are continuing the unicorn lessons that were actually started by the Substitute. So I wanted to ask you, is is Hagrid trying to be less odd, for lack of a better term? Is he trying to be more, like, talk about less or more stable Animals? animals, creatures. Uh, does Hagrid know that people are watching him more closely now after the uh, Rita Skeeter article? And maybe he wants to deal less with butt-exploding insects and more with more pleasing animals like unicorns. Or did him or were the unicorns just already there? He's like, oh, I guess I'll do a lesson on <laughs> Or, you know, might have been... Dumbledore might have said something or other, but like, no, while we have guests. (laughs) (laughs) Go down to like a four or a five. You know how (laughs) you you put out the good towels when you have house guests. Mm -hmm. Use the good good silverware. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking it's along those lines. There's not very many of the blast-ended scroots left anyway. I'm guessing they've all eaten each other. I don't know. (laughs) I, I don't know like a dog where they try to sniff each other's butt but and they blasted each yeah. other <laughs> yeah i don't I, so the haggard thing he seems like he's just being like a little more low-key you know um like not and it's not only unicorns but it's like baby unicorns mm-hmm. so it's like he's i don't know being like much more pleasing to everybody and uh, hard for me to describe like what i'm thinking but your analogy about the good towels is a is a good one (laughs) you know how the kids act when the principal walks Uh in the room it's like oh take the crazy down 
Just couple a couple notches. notches. Not to normal, but just to a couple of notches. And and we'll just get through this this little visit. Well, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are scouring the library, trying to deduce any magical way to help Harry breathe underwater. They're not having any luck. They really could use some, like, card, ca- card catalog, <laughs> computerized search tool, because they're just picking up random books, and it seems like they could really benefit from some way to organize all this data, rather than just, like, uh, allowed section and forbidden section <laughs> of the library. <laughs> That's how the library is organized. They could use, like, a Dewey Decimal system, possibly. Yeah. Or just some kind of like keyword search term, computerized thing. I'm sure they could, you know, they got some friends in the muggle world that could set that up for them. I don't think they do. Oh, Dumbledore knows everybody. He's, I'm sure, on like first term, a first name basis with like the British Prime Minister and all that. Maybe the librarian doesn't want that. <laughs> there's there's got to be a better way than just picking up random books. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously there is Google, but they just don't have it. Okay. I just, I'm just trying to help. Uh, in the middle of the research, Fred shows up and is told to escort Ron and Hermione to McGonagall's office, and they're not sure why. They're thinking maybe that they're in trouble because they're helping Harry try to figure out his underwater breathing dilemma. We'll find out later on why they were really taken away, but they're re- they're kind of worried that they're going to be in trouble right now. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about that until until they brought it up, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody helps Harry in this, so yeah. <laughs> and you think Cedric doesn't talk to his friends? You got to bounce ideas off people, and mm. um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, everybody helps Harry, and nobody gets in. I mean, as long as you're not getting like teacher help, that oh, he seems... gets some of that too. Well, I know, but <laughs> that that I understand would be against the rules. But your classmates, your just your close friends, I feel like you'd have to bounce your ideas off somebody and get some help. But he couldn't go through all those books by himself. Well, Harry stays up the majority of the night trying to go through all those books in the Gryffindor common room, looking for a solution. Uh, the second task is tomorrow morning. So he sneaks back into the library after hours to continue his search and ends up falling asleep in the library under the invisibility cloak. That's not good. No, he's not in a good situation right here. Uh, he's awoken by Dobby. But M- he thinks Harry it's the, the mermaid poking him with his broom. <laughs> I was a little... I had to roll my eyes a little bit that he thinks that what the mer people are going to take from him the thing he loves the most is his fire bo- his broomstick <laughs> <laughs> like oh harry like let's say on the count of three the thing we love the most in the whole world like if you and i did that i would say you and you would say nightwing <laughs> and i would go what what but that'd still be better than a broomstick that's like me saying my car your car's all right it's yeah small. it's all right a little two-seater it's not. I just don't ever put the back seats up because yeah. there's dog crates in there. So much dog stuff in there. Well, 
Dobby wakes Harry up, tells Harry that he has overslept, and is supposed to be at the second task in mere minutes. And Harry is really depressed because he hasn't found an answer to his underwater breathing issue. But kind of out of nowhere, you know, Harry, uh, well, Dobby, before I get to that, Dobby goes on to tell Harry that it is not his broomstick, it is, in fact, Ron that he will have to retrieve from the bottom of the Weezy. lake. Huh? Wheezy. 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 <laughs> I love how it's Mr. Harry Potter, sir, and then the other, the guy who gave him a sweater, a jumper, is Wheezy. It's like a nickname for a rapper. <laughs> Lil Wheezy. Wheezy, give me the jumper. So uh, Harry's depressed that he hadn't found the answer. Dobby goes on to say that it's going to be Ron, that he's going to have to retrieve from the bottom of the lake. But Dobby has a solution. Harry's underwater problem in the form of Gillyweed. Gillyweed! Saving the day. So this kind of just comes out of nowhere with this information and solution from Dobby. So the fact that this solution comes so out of nowhere is probably something we need to keep an eye on for later on. So, do you remember the movie? A little bit, and I don't remember it. I thought I remembered Neville being involved. Yes, in the so movie they didn't somewhere. want to deal with the CGI for the. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want a CGI in Elf. That's too much. Get um, Neville in here. So they 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 phased the elves out as much as they could. So they uh, they just gave it to Neville, which kind of makes sense because he's really good at herbology. Kind of makes sense, but um. Yeah, I just, it's interesting how they changed it, but yet it's kind of a key component Mm -hmm. to the story. See, that's what I thought. I thought that I remember, and I don't remember exactly why, because it's been so long since I've seen the movie. And being a bad Harry Potter fan, I think I've only seen it once from beginning to end. But I thought I remembered that it did kind of come you know, kind of a last minute, you know, out of nowhere thing and that there was something, there was a bigger story surrounding why. And that's why when, when this happened in the story, I'm like, oh, I should probably, we should probably keep an eye on that for something later on. And I'm guessing that the, the reason behind it, behind Dobby coming up with a solution in the book and Neville coming up with a solution in the movie is going to be similar in in the end, I'm I'm, but I don't know. I haven't read the books. I'm reading these for the first time. Mm-hmm. But it just it seems whenever something like that kind of just comes out of nowhere, it makes it, you know, I put a little you know asterisk next to it in my brain to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Well, the whole conversation was a bit odd, and even Harry was like, "How do you even know what the task is?" Mm-hmm. And and Toby was like, "Well, I don't." Everything. I'm all, all over the build, all over the castle. I'm cleaning here, cleaning there. I hear conversations. I and hear this. I hear sense, that. Yeah. You know. you know, it's the common theme in most books, stories, movies. You know, the maid knows everything. Well, at our know at, everything. At, at elementary schools, what? Who did I tell you knows everything in the building? The janitor. Yep. Yep. Uh, a few a few years ago, when there was all that drama at my old school, um, who was the one who told me everything that was going on? It was the custodian. Because I think there's 
I would imagine that people speak very freely around the elves because they figure that they are lower beings and that it doesn't matter if what they hear. They're so low on the, the totem pole that it doesn't matter what they hear. Yeah. I think they don't even notice either. Like, mm-hmm. like the, I don't know, just the way you worded it was like, oh, they talk freely in front of them. I don't think they notice that they're there. They're just, it's just something that happens in the background. Or just an accessory, like wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, you know, knowledge is, is power, and a lot of people in positions like that can accrue this power just by listening and just by, you know, being in the room. And You know, you imagine, like, how many, you know, the secretaries at big businesses know these these secrets that could bring down the entire company mm-hmm. you know just and and they are not nearly as high paid as you know the the executives what's the we just saw it on tmz the there's a football player who's in trouble because his chef ratted him out mm-hmm. for having a fake a vaccine, a vaccine card, card. Yeah. <laughs> same thing yep he made the chef mad because he didn't pay him on time or whatever or reimburse him for whatever. And so the chef was like, all right, well, I'm going to tell everybody you were trying to buy a fake vaccine card. You got you to gotta keep the circle of trust tight, people. <laughs> you got to keep it tight. That's why I have like three friends. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you sweet? You're gonna have to make that a little bigger number. You're gonna upset somebody. Nope. <laughs> Three. Okay. And I'm not saying who. My. You're you're different. I don't have to count you on my friends. I get you. I can put you on a different list. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm talking about just friends that I would trust implicitly. Okay. There's, and you know, there's people that you're friendly with. But you wouldn't tell them. There's, there's things that only you and I know that we haven't even told our, our best friends. There's secrets that. Secret secrets are no fun. <laughs> secret secrets hurt someone. They do, but there's there's things that only you and I know that you know we might have wanted to tell somebody, but we never did. But Dobby knows everything apparently. You know, he's very, you know, perceptive and uh, apparently a uh, very good listener and knows that the task is happening right now and that he needs to eat this gillyweed. Yeah, that's another thing. I think Dobby, I don't know, he just seems, as far as elves, seems a little more aware mm-hmm. of what's going on, whereas most house elves were... We were saying, you know, people don't even notice them, don't realize that they're in the room while they're talking. But I think most house elves probably tune it out. Mm-hmm. Like, they know I so shouldn't be listening. Task, they're focused yeah. on their task. They pop in. They do what they need to do. They get out. So but Dobby's had a taste of the good life. Yeah. So he, I think he's just, especially if anybody mentions one of his friends, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Wheezy. <laughs> so that probably also perks his ears up. And he knows Harry's in the the tournament, and he knows he should listen to those things. Or he probably doesn't know he should listen to those things. He's curious when he hears those things, so he listens better than, you know, one of the regular house elves that doesn't have wizard friends that 
he's looking out for or interested in what's happening with them. Well, Harry makes it to the lake for the second pass just in time. The giant, giant, ginormous lake. Apparently. That's also a river. Apparently. Because uh, everyone, all the other champions jump into the water, but Harry just kind of eats his gillyweed and just kind of wades in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to picture the movie at this scene, too, and I think we know a little bit more what's happening with the other characters because we like see them go into the water on mm. in the movie and this we don't like he just it's all about harry we see nothing else in that scene and it's like he takes his shoes and socks off which is smart mm-hmm. but then he doesn't take his robe off yeah, and i'm like that like that that take would the be, robe off that would be really difficult to swim try in. to swim in mm-hmm. i would think that it would it would get heavy it would create a lot of drag, drag. yeah mm-hmm. like i was think- i just thought when the scene started i automatically kind of pictured the movie and i'm like was he in jeans jeans are hard to swim in too you can't swim in jeans what did he stri- did he strip down what was he wearing like i couldn't remember he didn't want to be in a skivvies in front of everybody yeah i'm like <laughs> he doesn't strip down to his underwear or anything so what was he wearing and then i start reading and I'm waiting for more things to come off, and he just goes in in his robes, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> well, he eats the gillyweed, and the gillyweed begins to take effect because Harry starts to kind of gasp for air, uh, notices that he's growing gills, and that he needs to get underwater, and then once he gets underwater, there's this level of relief because he's breathing like he, like a fish would be. But not only that, he now has webbed feet and he has flippers. And if he would just take that dog on robe off, he'd probably be a really fast probably. swimmer. Yeah, it causes problems later. They're getting grabbed by his robe and all kinds of problems. So this is where my issue with the size of the lake comes in because we've done some puzzles that show like Hogwarts and show the lake and we've seen in the movies where they kind of take the little rowboats across the lake and the lake doesn't look incredibly big to me. I think it's just like that the circular part that's in front of the castle but I think it goes on like Lake of the Ozarks has a lot of sorry that's the the biggest close lake for us has like it's not like Lake Michigan Lake Michigan is just one big thing right Mm. it's just but like like the Ozarks, there's all these little pieces that spring off, like fingers or arms that come off. So maybe the the lake part that you see that's right in front of the castle is just this round part, and there's more. And that's why it looks like a river, because it goes off into other parts. Other, can't think of a word that they are, but like fingers. <laughs> fingers. Okay. Uh... I don't. I don't think you're right. I think this is. <laughs> what? I think this is just a. Uh, I don't think you're right. I just think uh, you're stupid. I think I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Go back and check the tape. <laughs> I don't think you're right. I just think uh, that for the sake of the story, she wanted it to be incredibly big, and it's not that. It's not. Well, that there large is of a lake. magic, Daniel. It's a big magical well, then say lake. Then say that. Then say so that the lake bigger. didn't look that big on on. From the outside, but once you dove into the lake, it was it was much larger and deeper, and that they need then they should have made mention of that because that would make sense to me that 
you know, like the little tents that they had at the Quidditch World Cup. You know, you got insider, and there was like three stories, and they had a kitchenette in there, and all and all kinds of things. But I, it doesn't, it does. I don't think that physically it is that big, and I think that in the in the chapter they were trying to make it sound like it was he was getting lost, and you know, having to backtrack, and you know, the hours almost up, and he hadn't found anything yet. I think he would have been able to, to find something a lot easier given the size of the lake, which I don't think is that big. What are you doing on your phone right now? Pulling up pictures of the lake. What else? Not that big, is it? <laughs> well, no, see how it's, it, like, goes on forever. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Jessica. I'm going to need a, a square footage on this lake. And in the Is in the movie in the um I don't remember. Is it in Deathly Hollows when they're riding the dragon back? They like ride along the water for a long time and then they drop off and they're in the lake. Okay. I feel like it's a really big lake. But the the portion of the lake that's in front of the castle is not that big. Okay. But it has other connecting parts. And there's but that's where all the fans are at, right? The portion in front of the castle? Castle, yeah. So wouldn't that be where the the action would be? No, see, so don't you remember in Puffs? There is no re- action. I do remember in Puffs. They uh, just... The, af- the, the, the aforementioned Puffs that we uh, bring up all the time that you can... Uh, the off-Broadway play that you can uh, watch on Amazon Prime, I believe, for just a couple bucks. You can rent it. Yeah. No, I don't know. The Amazon Prime one might be free. And you can rent it if you don't have Amazon Prime. Okay. It's for like nine bucks or something like that. I think you can buy it for nine bucks. Like keep it. I think you can rent oh, it for like yeah. a couple of bucks. Yeah. Three or four, maybe. But <laughs> there's the scene where, yay, Cedric's going in the water. And then every everybody goes into the water and then... There's just an hour of them sta- staring at, at an empty lake. And the one blonde girl, she kept going, oh, 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 never mind. <laughs> over there, over there. Oh, nope. never mind. Nope. So everybody just kind of standing with their hands in their pockets for an hour. Yep. They couldn't have had uh, some, put some GoPros on, <laughs> on their heads or something <laughs> like that. So everybody could get like no, a live feed. they don't do technology, babe. It doesn't... I, I don't think it's mentioned in Harry Potter because it was written kind of before technology really, really exploded. But um, in other books, they they always say that technology doesn't really work around electronic things, don't really work around magic, some mm. kind of interference. And that explains why they don't have the, com- the overlap. Yeah, maybe that's why I can't get my DVR to work properly. Because I'm magic. Because you're magic. Well, Harry eventually gets some help from Moaning Myrtle again. Everybody, everybody's helping Harry. She got she had the best view. She got yeah, to see what was really going on. She had the best view in the last chapter, is what she did. Oh no! <laughs> Apparently, that's that's what she, get, she always gets the best view. Mm-hmm. It's kind of her thing. So here's my here's my question: uh, How did Moaning Myrtle get into the lake? It's all pipes, baby. Okay, so ghosts can't just like so she had, did she have to like fly her specter over to the lake and fly her specter into the water, or are ghosts able to teleport? Or, as she mentioned in earlier chapters, she mentioned that sometimes she gets flushed 
down the toilet and ends up in the lake. Mm-hmm. Do you remember her saying that? Yes, but I don't think she likes that. So I think she just I know she floats. doesn't like it. However, it might have been the quickest way. <laughs> is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think she just went to watch. Which brings up another question that I, I'm asking the tough question. I'm veto- vetoing the, the teleporting, though. Okay. That's not an option. So we are acknowledging that you can be flushed down the toilet and end up in the lake. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that Rita Skeeter needs to get on. I think there's a an expose here because why is the toilet water released into the lake? Again, this is a this is a very modern uns, unsanitary situation. People swim in this lake. Animals live in this lake, and your waste is being evacuated into the lake. Where not even a lake where like. We're a lake and then into a river where it can flow somewhere else. It just goes into the lake and sits there? Yes. That's disgusting. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I don't think they actually, like, swim in the lake because of the giant There's squid. There's a whole bunch of people swimming in it right now. Right now, but so, not so usually. The so the mer people that are down there. Where do you think they go to the bathroom? So they, you're saying they don't care because they swim around in their own filth anyway. I'm just saying. Everything that lives in the lake is going to the bathroom in the lake. That's true. So then when everybody's waste just comes tunneling down into the lake, the mer people are like, Oh, well, you know, we sw- swim around in our own filth. What's somebody else's filth? Maybe they just avoid that area. That's why the lake's so big, and their their area is so far away from the castle. You have to swim an hour to get there. The I'm just going to say that the sewage game at Hogwarts is in dire need of some improvements, yes. some upgrades. Yes, probably. Uh, Harry, on his search underwater, eventually finds Ron, Hermione, Cho, and Fleur Del- Delacour's sister all tied up, surrounded by mer people, and apparently asleep. Yes, in some kind of deep sleep trance and they can breathe okay it's magic babe (laughs) you can't just say magic babe (laughs) for everything but it is it's magic like so all the the poo and everything goes down into the lake it's magic babe (laughs) (laughs) i didn't say it for that but that's your answer for everything no everything that is magic everything that you don't have a good answer for no that is the answer though kelly will back me up on this Harry unties Ron, but can't bear to leave Hermione and Cho there as well. And this is all because of what the song said, right? Yeah, the song said that if you don't save them within the hour, they must stay. Yeah, they made or it sound be like... gone. If you don't save them within these uh, this hour one, <laughs> these minutes 60, <laughs> they will cease to, <laughs> to exist on this earthly plane. We get to keep them. You don't get them back. It was all implied. And the Mer people are not allowing Harry to free the other hostages. Apparently, the Mer people have been clued in to the rules of this thing, and they are active participants in in this task. Mm-hmm. I guess they had to clear it with the Mer people in order to use their lake. Yeah, and then I was kind of wondering, like, while this is all going on, and you know, I'm still in. I'm in Harry's mindset with him about the the song, and I'm like, so what was the deal that was struck here? Hey, 
we're gonna have this competition in your lake. You're gonna help us out. Hey, you're gonna watch these. We're uh, gonna have this competition in your lake. <laughs> we're gonna have you watch these hostages and make sure that the the participants follow the rules and blah blah blah. And in return, I'm like. In my head, I'm like, in return, they get to keep whoever doesn't get saved? <laughs> what? But, yeah, then Ron made me and Harry both feel foolish about that. But, um, then I'm just wondering, what was what was their part of the deal? We're going to stop pooping in your lake for a while? <laughs> <laughs> for a couple weeks? Give you a couple weeks? Dumbledore magic the poop right out? No, I don't know. Somebody went in with, like, one of those pool cleaning, like, little nets. <laughs> Oh. No, you need those, what are those little, the little organisms that eat the poop that you put in your septic tank. They're always put the commercials on TV mm. and you put it, it's just like powder you sprinkle in, but it's really little. It's magic, babe. It's magic, babe. Well, they're not allowing Harry to free the other hostages. Like we said, Harry believes that that means that they're going to die down there if they're not rescued. Yeah. And Harry being the first person there, he doesn't know if anybody else is going to be able to make it to the hostages is especially with the difficult time that he had finding them but luckily fish, and time's running out fishbowl hedrick uh, hedrick cedric <laughs> he's just hedrick now fishbowl cedric shows up fishbowl head fishbowl head cedric looking, head. looking like mysterio from spider-man movie so cedric's just got like a bubble around his head right yeah Easy peasy. Okay. I don't know how that bubble has enough air for him for an hour, but it's magic, magic babe. babe. <laughs> That's a t-shirt we will be releasing soon. Broomsticks and Butterbeer on the logo on the front. It's magic, babe, on the back. Uh, so Cho will be free now that Cedric is here. So at least two of them will get to live. But then Sharkhead Manbody Crumb shows up. <laughs> which has got to be Mutilated. the most frightening thing he's not even like a good shark head it's a mutilated shark head where his teeth don't even work right <laughs> harry's like dude you're gonna like, eat what is wrong with you bro <laughs> use this rock <laughs> cedric was prepared like do you even magic bro <laughs> cedric was prepared he's a little boy scout he had his knife his pocket knife he took care of business and off he went but come man he didn't have anything he was biting with those mangled Teeth and he couldn't even bite through the rope with his shark teeth, messed up shark teeth. So Harry had to give him a rock. Well, at least that means Hermione will be free. Mm -hmm. But Harry's still convinced that death is going to find the hostages that aren't rescued within the hour. So he threatens the mer people with his wand, and they are apparently well aware of the crazy things that. Wizards can that do. Wizards can do with their wands, magic, which, which I thought was kind of interesting because I mean, they, it's like he pulled a gun on them, mm -hmm. you know. And they they were they backed off real quick, you know. They were kind of having fun with him and saying and you know, kind of tussling him around and not letting him do anything. They pulled the wand out. They all backed off real quick. Yeah, it's whatever whatever they got paid, it wasn't worth it. Mm -mm. So this ain't worth it. But it's just I thought it was kind of interesting because. That means that they are obviously educated about, you know, what wizards can do with a wand in their hand, especially, you know, a competent wizard. Mm -hmm. You know, that is like having a, a weapon, you know, yeah. a, a deadly weapon in your hand, honestly. 
So, but Harry gets them to back off and frees Fleur's sister, and the champions return to shore, Harry having to carry not only the 45-pound soggy robe that he's <laughs> wearing now, but also the lifeless bodies of both uh, Fleur's sister and Ron. And we know Ron likes to eat, so he's probably, uh, you know, around the holidays, put on a few extra pounds, so maybe he's uh, got a little extra drag. But the fat floats. Does it? Yeah. Okay. It's magic, Ben. Uh, the champions return the shore, but none of them make it within the hour time frame. Uh, Fleur failed to even find her sister, so she's kind of distraught on shore. Did she kind of believe the song to have the same meaning that Harry did? I think... Because she she wasn't just like... Oh, I, I, oh man, I didn't find her. I lost the task. She was like, is my sister alive? Is she okay? She was very distraught about the safety of her sister. Yeah, I mean, we've already established these games are dangerous and that people have died. And I think just the panic of it, maybe she wasn't thinking. She didn't come to the logical conclusion that Dumbledore, or he does, she doesn't even know Dumbledore, you know, personally, so... She didn't come to that conclusion that they'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe Professor McGonagall had a talk with Ron and Hermione beforehand and explained the situation to them. And that's why when they woke up, they were like, oh, it's going to be fine. It was going to be fine. No big deal. We knew what was going to happen. I don't know. But yeah, she was definitely upset. Well, she is very happy that, that Harry brought her sister back. And uh, gives him a little smoochy smooch. Yeah, smooches. And Ron gets cheap. a little smoochy smooch too, for no reason. No reason. <laughs> Just by by being in uh, close proximity to Harry. Uh, so you know, we get to see. We've seen the more stuck up side of Fleur. We get to see a more, you know, kind appreciative side here, which I thought was kind of kind of cool. And of course, it would not be a task. Or it would not be any kind of contest at Hogwarts without random, incredibly subjective, nonsensical distribution of points. Hold on. So you, we said that Cedric showed up first. Cedric showed up first. Then Shark Boy Crumb. Shark Head Man Body Crumb. Floor didn't finish. Yep. So that put Harry where? Dead or nothing! Well done. Uh, We like the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. And at the beginning of the show, they say uh, where the points are made up and uh, don't matter. matter. (laughs) That's kind of what Hogwarts is. (laughs) Like every time there's a there's a house uh, cup at the end of uh, at the end of the school year. They're like, oh, 50 extra points for being a good friend. Now, you all know I don't pick favorites, but Harry, he is my favorite. <laughs> what? So, uh, Fleur apparently did the bubblehead charm like Cedric did uh, and did it well. It worked, but she didn't find her hostage. So she gets 25 points. Half of the available. Okay. Uh, Cedric used the bubblehead charm correctly and returned with 
Cho first, but was a minute past the time limit, so he gets 47 points. 47, of course. <laughs> it's just so random. It's just such... Let's just pick a number off the top of our head. Well, he's only one minute off, so two points off. Uh, a Crumb points off. got uh, 40 points for the... Sh- Semi-shark transformation, which he didn't do perfectly, but he did it well enough to where it To achieve his goal. And he returned second, so he got 40 points. And Harry, uh, who finished third, ends up getting more points than the person who finished second because he showed good moral fiber. Yes, the mer people. He took his... Followed uh, him to the surface. Took his benefiber that morning. Don't think that's what happened. He had very good moral fiber. Actually, he didn't have breakfast at all. Ooh. Or maybe there's fiber in that maybe gillyweed. Maybe should give him some toast. Yeah. Maybe that's why they were, uh, that's why Hermione was just feeding him nothing but toast for the last few months to build up that moral fiber. There you go. Um, yeah, the mer people explained what happened, that Harry was actually first, but he wouldn't leave without making sure that the other people were safe first. So Harry is uh, tied for first yes. right now? With Cedric? Yes. After two tasks? With one task to go? Pretty good spot to, for the underdog to be in. Pretty good. Uh, and that's the end of chapter 26, the second task. Anything you want to add? We talked about puffs. I wanted to talk about the them standing in front of the, uh, the lake with nothing happening for an hour. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like when you get... Uh, the cheap seats at a, a concert. You can't really see what's going on, but you're there. Yeah, you're there. You're experiencing it. Um, I was a little sad for uh, Victor because at the end there, he was trying, you know, he just saved Hermione and he's trying to get her attention and she just... Hermione. Harry, 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 Harry. Cheering for Harry, talking to Harry. She was probably a little freaked out by the shark head. I don't think so. <laughs> She's like, bro, I'll talk to you when the shark head goes away. <laughs> uh, anything else? No. We do have an email. Ooh, email. Uh, your emails can also always come to us at broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, or you can send them via DM on Twitter at broomsticksb. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at broomsticksb. Follow Jess on Twitter at Jess Rhino, J-E-S-S-R-Y-N-O, and I'm at Dan Rhino. D-A-N-R-Y-N-O. Uh, Facebook numbers, every time I check, a couple more people are liking us on Facebook. That's fun. You can always send us a message on Facebook as well. So Facebook or a direct message on Twitter or broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. And that's where this one comes from Katie in Austin, Texas. Hey, Katie. She writes, hi, guys. We saw young Dumbledore in the Fantastic Beasts movies. Which other character would you like to see a younger version of in a movie or miniseries? I've got mine, if you want to think about yours for a second. Okay, go ahead. I would like to see a younger Mad-Eye Moody. And uh, maybe like an horror series. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, I think it would, and I think it would work better as a series. Where each episode is him... Tracking somebody Tra- down, yeah, you know, teaming track. up with somebody mm-hmm. that we also know to catch. Yeah, some dark uh, wizard or something like that. Solve some. I think that would be like put that on HBO Max tomorrow, and it would be amazing. I think that that I think that that would be something that people would be interested in. You know, it would 
you get to see how he got a lot of the scars. We get to see how he got the nose mangled up. We get to see, you know, the, you know, why, why he's only got one semi good leg. We get to see the, how the eye is, you know, comes into play. I think there's a, a lot of backstory there that, that is untouched that could potentially be a gold mine. And I think it'd be very interesting. I'd watch that. Hot take. Hot take. Um, so you asked the question and I immediately went, <gasps> Professor McGonagall, because I love Professor McGonagall. But I don't, and I've read some of her backstory on Pottermore. Um, not actually very happy. Um, but I don't really know that she'd have anything to make a good series out of. You I want, just want, want more Professor McGonagall. You want a, a sitcom with uh, Hermione's parents and their dentist office. <laughs> we I don't know if we've ever seen a sitcom in a in a, in a dentist take, office. In a set in a dentist office. So I think there's something there that we could work with. And it's just more. It's just there's not really any magic involved. Every once in a while, we see Hermione in the background. She's not really a main character in this. We focus on the parents here. The Grangers. That's what it's called. The Grangers. The DDS. Grangers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dr. Grangers. DDS. I don't know. I guess I'd have to give that some more thought. But yeah, as far as character, I love Professor McGonagall and I'd love to see her story, but I don't think it would be a very um, marketable story. Maybe like a high school, uh, high school drama where she's starting to notice that she has something special about him no no i guess she would have been found out before high school when she was like in grammar school or something a lot of people talk about they want you know the, mo the young marauders they want to see the mm -hmm. james lily series of that whole year or not year but you know the years of them in school I don't know if I'd want to see that. I think I think it's. I don't know. I think sometimes when you get a little too much, back, sometimes prequels work very well, and sometimes they just give you stuff that you didn't really need or want, and it was better left. That material is better left untouched. I don't know if I'd want to know more about James because yeah. he was kind of not kind of, nice yeah. for a while. Yeah. Exactly probably just get frustrated with Lily like why did you pick him because he's kind of a jerk yeah so you'd kind of be rooting for Snape a little bit <laughs> or just somebody else completely like let's just move on to somebody else completely mm -hmm. well I'm going with Moody know. that's a good one and we'll just call it Moody that's what that's what it's called just called Moody and then you're going with uh, the, the Grangers sitcom no. set in the dentist's no. office the Grangers DDS <laughs> this fall on the Peacock Network. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. There's nobody else I'd really want a good side story on. Alright. Well, you really disappointed Katie in Austin, Texas. I'm we sorry. Lost, you gave her so much to be excited about. I don't want to take away from your <laughs> show. I don't want to take viewers away from your show. People are so, watching this? Yeah, they're going to watch it. Oh, my God. I should put some clothes on. 
<laughs> no, not this show. Uh, oh, your show, your your aura show. Oh, people are signing up to watch your show about Moody, and I don't want to take away. Okay, I mean we can have multiple pitches going on here. It's okay. Now I'm gonna back yours. All right. Well, HBO Max, sign it up. Call us. Get it ready. Uh, get it ready for production. Let's do a 13 episode commitment. And then we'll uh, we'll see where we go from there. And we can talk about compensation later. How about uh, Quick Shanks? <laughs> Maybe like an animated series. Yeah. I want an animated Quick Shanks. <laughs> we we got to know what's going on because like sometimes he's like a super smart cat. Mm-hmm. So I want I want a show where he like talks. I want an animated show. I want like a Garfield. Type show or Heathcliff? I want a Heathcliff. <laughs> Heathcliff Crickshanks. It'll just be like a cat GoPro all around. Yeah, and then there's like there's like a whole like side cast of of other animals that a Crookshanks gets involved in shenanigans with. Yeah, where was he at before he came to Hermione? Yeah, I want to know. You want to know the journey? All right, so Crookshanks, sign it up. Is he really a person? Yeah. I want it. I want it animated, like computer animated, like uh, like Toy Story. Okay. Sounds <laughs> like demanding today. Yeah, well, that's that's all I want it. Or like, I want uh, HBO like, Max. Like, call uh, me now, and I want Pixar on this one. Yeah, Pixar would be great. Any any of those any of those companies that do the great computer animation, sign it up. Well, that's going to do it for this uh, week's episode of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Thanks everybody for downloading, listening, and subscribing. As we record this, it is uh, almost Thanksgiving in 2021, so happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And uh, hopefully everybody is staying safe and uh, thankful for uh, something. Hopefully everybody's got something to be thankful for. Yeah. Nobody's so messed up that they don't have something to be thankful for. Ooh, we're going to watch, because of... The, you know, you just dropped the date and everything. We're going to watch that Harry Potter trivia game mm-hmm. on, on TBS I Sunday. Think. Yeah. yeah. I forget what it's, it's like called. A, yeah. Battle of the Houses or yeah. something. It's like a four week extravaganza. Yeah. Extravaganza. We're so excited. Yeah, I'm not going to know any of the answers, but I'm excited to watch it with the girls. Yes. With the girls. With the girls. We're all going to get online and watch together. I'm not sure how you're going to make that happen, but you're going to make it happen. It's magic, babe. Magic, babe. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) Bye.